Buzzkill. 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 Blah, blah, blah. Buzzkill. That is the one and only Christmas song allowed on my playlist. Everything else is a pale shadow of that Latin love letter to Santa or Christmas. <laughs> Mariah Carey or Paul McCartney can stay on the good ship SS holiday disaster. And with that, hello and welcome, y'all, to the holiday edition of the Buzzkill Pod. I'm your stout yeoman, Paul Silva, and I'm here as your host and producer and magical elf to get you ready for the holiday season, which is all jolly. Um, so let's get down the brass tacks because, you know, first of all, well, before I get to anything, first of all, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Secondly, I want to welcome you to the second holiday podcast I have done here on Buzzkill. Buzzkill, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than usual. I know you're busy. So I'm going to respect that and not keep chatting in your earbuds or car speaker so you can get all those things done, the things you need to get done. Go forth and multiply. Um, so on this episode, I want to give you some tips and things to do and to watch out for maybe during this holiday season, namely when it comes to getting out there for parties, gatherings, get-togethers, etc. Now, for those of you who aren't new to recovery, you probably know some of these things already, but hey, it's never a bad idea to get a refresher. And for those of you who are new to recovery or, you know, it's the first time venturing out there during this time of year, this could be a game changer for you. Now, speaking of game changer, I'm just going to take, honestly, just a hot minute here in this winter cold <laughs> to mention um, that there's a few days left early bird rate for the group coaching program. Uh, it's called Unlocking Your Best Sober Self. This program is going to rock your recovery world. And if you're in recovery and want to experience more to feel like you're just not enduring sobriety, but really taking advantage of it to up-level where you are, to where you want to be, to go from kind of meh to marvelous, then, you know, perhaps consider being part of the group. We're all on the path to a better and more engaged our, ourselves, right? So what does that mean, Polly? All nice words, but what's in it for me, right? Um, well, over eight weeks with videos, worksheets, cheat sheets, live one-hour weekly calls, and you'll learn and uncover topics like, you know, how to wrestle fear and anger, uh, handling shame and guilt, how to find the fun again in your sobriety, how to get back out there after isolating for so, so long, uh, how mind, body, spirit play into your happiness, and lots of recovery tools and techniques, relapse identification, prevention, goal setting, importance of routines and habits, socializing, sober, you, lots of stuff. There's even a private Facebook group and WhatsApp group. Lots going on there, guys. So if you want to find out more, just go to www.paulsilvacoaching.com, hit the yellow bar at the top, the announcement bar for all the information. It starts January 3rd, and I would love to see you there. Groups, honestly, powerful way to grow, to, to, to grow and learn. All right, done. <laughs> you can 
we can chill now. So speaking of socializing sober, let's jump right into the meat of this Jose Felizo cast. Um, so you're sober. You got a few days, weeks, months, or even a couple years under your belt, and the invitations start flooding in. Hey, there's a party at my house on the weekend. Or, Ooh, look, the company gathering's on the 23rd. Or, whoa, look out for the New Year's shindig. It's filling up, so book your book your seats now. And never mind the family get-togethers and the other semi-obligative events you feel like you need to attend. And then what happens? The anxiety starts to ramp up a bit. Part of you really wants to go to these things or some of these things. Another part of you is like, ah, I can't do this. You know, what will I say? What, what, what will I do with my hands? <laughs> what if someone asks me why I'm not drinking? What if, what if, what if? And your mind starts spinning. Or, you know, you might have gone uh, to events sober, but you want to make sure they have all the bases covered. Um, so these can apply to you too. So how do you manage the socializing during the holiday seasons where booze flows freely and people are extra festive? Well, let's go. So first and foremost, recovery first. Here's the deal. Listen carefully. You might want to get pen and paper. You don't have to go. Seriously. I know that sounds all scroogey, but, you know, just like avoiding the first drink, we can avoid the first party. It's all about your sobriety. If it's too hot for you, if you feel deep down that this is not a good thing, then politely decline. If others know about your recovery, then be upfront with them. Let them know you're uncomfortable and you'll just take a rain check. Remember that you don't have to go to every party you're invited to. Pick and choose perhaps the ones that make you feel safer. Uh, you know, maybe a get-together over lunch at your office may be better than, you know, a kegger on a Saturday night. Remember that your sobriety trumps temporary hurt feelings. And this is almost where you get to kind of be selfish. This is where your boundaries come out on fire. Self-protection is key here. So if you know it's going to be a no-win, then don't go. Now, having said that, if you want to go but have some fears, that's different. Just make sure that you know the difference and really take care of yourself. So next is fortify your recovery. So if you go to recovery meetings, maybe hit a few extra before going to these gatherings. If you're staying over somewhere, maybe for a few days, bring any recovery material or journals, etc., that you know you need to help you stay focused in your recovery. You know, reach out to other sober folks before heading out. Do you know anyone in the area, maybe, that you're going to who's also in recovery? Can you reach out to them, maybe, while you're away? And also remember to do any of the extra things you do to help your recovery regularly, like meditation, exercise, writing, whatever it is. You know, double up on the stuff if you have to. Think of it as putting sober bucks in the bank. So when you're feeling a bit off, you have that extra buffer, so to speak. The third thing that you can do, uh, third point, is have your recovery passe on speed dial. Have a number of recovery folks in your contacts so that you can call or text them if you feel off or need support. And don't be afraid to reach out. Sometimes we feel like we're imposing on others, but the reality is that God or the universe or creator or whatnot doesn't put two people together just to help one. You know, they get something out of it as well. When you're standing in service, you feel great. And when someone is able to help you, they are feeling connected and energized as well. In fact, you reaching out may be exactly what they need at that moment as well. And I remember times, you know, I'd be uh, kind of 
bummed out or not feeling on top of the world. And I'd get a call from someone in recovery and I'd see the number come up. I'm like, oh, it's like Frank. Okay. And I wouldn't want to do it. But you know what? I call and I talk or I answer and I talk to Frank and guess what? 10, 15 minutes later, I feel great. So, you know, just, just make sure that you have plenty of folks uh, on your, your contact list there because they may be busy and not all can get back to you right away or pick up right away. The next point is the fourth one, ask for support. And don't be shy in letting friends or family know that you may need some extra support during the holidays. Give them a heads up or pull them quietly into a corner and let them know that you may be struggling. You can never have enough allies in your recovery. And it doesn't mean that you have to let the whole world know. But, you know, have your circle of friends and family who are supportive of your sobriety and, and are kind of in the know of what your plans are and what you're feeling. And ask clearly what it is you need from them. It could be as simple as just being there with you at the get-together or a shoulder to lean on. They may not need to do anything per se other than just be kind of in solidarity with you. And for sure, if you do need something tangible from them, go after it. Don't expect other people to read your mind. The next point, BYOB, not the way you expect it, or sort of is. Um, not every party has non-alcoholic beverages. Um, bring a sparkling water, a juice or pop or whatever it is that you enjoy and just keep it nearby. Don't assume that wherever you go, they will have an assortment of drinks for those who are uh, sober, not drinking. I mean, if you're okay with tap water, then hey, no worries. Um, and that brings me to the next point. And that is have a drink in hand. And this is a simple but powerful tip. Always keep a beverage in hand. Now, people are naturally hospitable and will ask you, you know, why are not, why you don't have a drink in your hand? Why aren't you drinking? And they're not trying to necessarily push alcohol on you, but they just want to make sure that you're taken care of. And I think we tend to demonize those who want to see us with a drink in hand. But in the end, no one's really totally thinking about those who don't drink. They just want to see that everyone's having a good time and included. I'd say like 95% of the people won't care that you're not drinking alcohol. They just want you to feel welcome and comfortable. So have a drink in hand and you'll drastically reduce the chances of people asking you why you don't have a bevy. The next point is take breaks. If you need to step out some for fresh air or to move to another part of the house or want to go for a walk, honor that urge to do so. It depends on the setting, the, the amount of time you're there, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and this is where having allies are helpful. You know, they can be there with you or whatnot. You know, I know many <laughs> people in recovery who find refuge in the washrooms or bathrooms. I'm sorry, I'm Canadian. I say washrooms. Um, so it's funny because even on online, <laughs> people will show selfies of them in the washroom saying, I need a break from the party. So do that. You know, even those few minutes can help reset you without you having to leave the party necessarily. Um, the next point is bring an ally. If you can bring someone else who's not drinking and or in recovery, there's strength in numbers. And even if that number is two, again, this is about having that, that, that person you can lean on that ally. And there are plenty of folks who don't drink or feel the need to drink, you know, and who aren't necessarily in recovery. So stick with them. The next one, this is important. This is a big one. Don't be a hero. Don't feel like you need to test your recovery by serving guests alcohol or, or seeing how long you can stay and being uncomfortable or how long you can stay while you're being tempted or, or feeling totally off. That's ego. And ego is one reason why we got into those jackpots we did in the past. Stop trying to be a damn hero. 
I know people in recovery who, you know, have gone back to bartending jobs, like, which I don't understand. That's not my journey, so I can't judge. But it's sort of like, you know, a, a gambler in recovery, in recovery, taking a job at casino. Um, but really do take care of yourself. There's no need to test anything. Just stay in the peace of your own self and know that you can walk if the heat gets too much. Just again, take care of you. The next one, no. N-O is a complete sentence. If you are, for some reason, being pressed to having a drink, saying no, more than acceptable. You don't have to explain your recovery to anyone or why you don't drink. I mean, boundaries are important in recovery, and this is one way to put them into practice. You know, the biggest fear that people have, you know, who are new to recovery is that they'll have to explain why they aren't drinking to others. And that's hogwash. We don't know that part to anyone, really. Now, you may not tell Aunt Mabel to cram it with walnuts when she asks you what's up, you know, at the small little <laughs> gathering at her house. But we don't need to share our story to anyone who asks. We don't necessarily have to come up with lies like I'm driving or I'm taking medication or whatnot. I mean, you can, and some people do find having those kinds of, of statements on hand uh, to take the pressure off, and that's okay. You can do that. Um, but you'll find that as you get more comfortable in your own recovery, you'll find yourself less and less inclined to kind of create those kinds of reasons. And you just may say, no, thank you, or I'm good, or I'd rather not. Again, most people don't care. And those very few who really press are those who they themselves might be struggling or maybe some sort of hard drinker. And often, um, you know, those with problems, you know, find people in sobriety threatening because they find that part of themselves frightening. They, they, they find more comfort in having a drinking pal. So it takes the pressure off themselves to examine themselves. So again, but that is not your problem, frankly. Um, you owe nobody anything in terms of explanations. And finally, have an exit strategy. Don't rely on anyone else to get you home. Drive yourself or have some extra cash for an Uber or taxi or public transport. Leave immediately if you feel that you're risking your sobriety. You know, the person you come, came with, you know, they might be well-meaning and intention, but they may want to stay longer. That is more than is comfortable than, you know, you want to stay. And you don't want to cut anyone else's fun short. So plan ahead. Make sure that you can leave on your own and get back home safely. And you can even let the host know ahead of time that you may be slipping out a bit early. And again, it's all about being prepared. And so all of these tips really come down to this. Prepare yourself. You may be there all night, dancing, having fun, eating a wonderful feast, playing games, whatever it is, and, and truly enjoying yourself. Or you may stay a while, say hi to a few people, and then kind of quietly make your exit. It depends on where you are with your own recovery and where you're at with, you know, or where you're at with who. Um, again, you know, having hors d'oeuvres at a staff function at a fancy place like some cool museum with coworkers will be different than a house party with 20-somethings down at the dorm, which will be different than having dinner at grandma's house with the family, which will be different than being like at some rural house with old friends and sleeping over while you play Pictionary and stuff. So during the holidays and anytime, really, I mean, have fun. Absolutely. This is, you've got this wonderful second life so you can enjoy it. You can't hide forever. So getting out there will take some getting used to, but it happens. And once you get past the firsts of socializing, like first wedding, first birthday, first Christmas, first whatever in sobriety, it gets easier. It really does. 
You know, you're learning to flex a new muscle. And so don't worry about trying to impress or be the life of the party or whatever. Just be you, the glorious, sober you. And you'll be amazed at how much more fun life is, including parties, when you aren't drinking or using. It's terrific. I absolutely promise. So with that, guys, we're done. And I said it was going to be a short one. Uh, thank you for being here and stay safe out there. Drink your water, eat your veggies before having that cake and get a good rest and really take care of you. Until next time, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad.